So if you want to live a bold life, if you want to live a great life, if you want to do big things and make an impact, you better be really ready to piss a lot of people off because they're not going to like it. Welcome back to the Made to be Messy podcast. I am your host, Amanda Kelly, and I'm super glad that you're here with me this week because we are going to talk about some definitely some, I wanted to say some crunchy things. We're going to talk about some crunchy, hard things. Crunchy and hard is not the same, is it? But I just feel like I wanted another word for hard. Like it's, is it a hard thing or is it like a, a yuck thing? You know what I mean? And in my teacher training, I always tell people, stop saying the word hard, right? Like life isn't hard. The table's hard, right? Life is difficult. Life is challenging. It's like those people that always say, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, what does that even mean? What does is, what is, what is good even mean? But I'm really glad that you're here and I'm excited to catch up. So let's do a little catch up first. Then I'll kind of dig into the material because I do have a topic in mind today that I want to dig into with you guys. But first and foremost, I am staying in Calgary. I don't know if I talked about that last week. I decided to stay in Calgary. And I don't know if I told you guys this either, but I actually got another dog. I adopted another dog. And the biggest reason I decided to adopt another dog was in my last relationship. My ex had told me that if I got another dog, that was a deal breaker. He's like, only one dog he was so against two dogs. He was like, if you, if you want another dog, like we would break up. And so when we broke up, I was thinking, okay, like I can, before I start dating again, I need to have another dog so that when I go into the dating world, I can just be like, I come with two dogs, like, like I come with two dogs, take it or leave it. So I adopted a dog in Turkey And I'm just going to give you guys the major T here. So I have a golden retriever named Bodhi. He's four years old. And I really wanted another golden retriever, but I didn't want to get a puppy again. And I also love the idea of adopting and being able to give a home to a dog that doesn't have a home. And there is a foundation. I will only talk about this on the podcast. I would not put them on blast on Instagram, but there is a foundation called Bunny's Buddies. If I'm sure you guys have heard of them, if you are familiar with rescues and stuff like that. And they, they primarily rescue golden retrievers from places like China and Asia, and they rehome them to people in the United States. Kaylin Bristow, she was on The Bachelor right? The bachelor, the bachelorette. She was the bachelorette at some point. She has two golden retrievers from this foundation, which has, I think, really given them a lot of publicity. They have thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers, and they adopt to a lot of celebrities. So I decided I was going to adopt through them. I filled out their form and I put a lot of thought into the form and the way that I filled it out. And they wrote me back. I wish I'd like pulled the emails for you guys so I could read them to you. They were awful. And I'm not the kind of person who's out here trying to like slam like a business that rehomes animals, but they were awful to me. So in the forum, they asked a question like, 
of course they ask you all about like your home and your lifestyle and all these things. And I do really feel that I'm totally equipped to have two dogs. Like, yes, I do travel, but I don't think that having a dog means I should never be able to travel. I have great friends and family that take Bodhi. And I actually like the idea of having two dogs because sometimes I think Bodhi has way more fun at the kennel. And I really feel, I feel very comfortable and I love the kennel that he goes to, but I like the idea of him being there with his own like sibling. So anyway, I fill out this adoption form. And one of the questions on it is describe your dream dog. And the whole way through the form, everything is like, please be honest, please tell the truth. And then it says like, describe your dream dog. And literally in parentheses, it's like, you can put anything like, what's your dream dog? So I obviously put like, um, I, at the time I wanted a male and I was like a male golden retriever. That's my dream dog because I already have a male golden retriever and they'll be best bros and all this stuff. And then they email me back and they say, you are not a good fit because you're not, it was so condescending. And so they like shamed me. They said, you are not open. I know, obviously I'm like giving it a tone and the email doesn't have a tone, but I'm telling you it had a tone. It was rude. I, I, I deleted it. I locked them. Like you'll, we'll get there, but it definitely had a tone to it. And they were like, you are not open to any and all breeds. And that's why you don't make a good, um, adoptee or what adopter or whatever. Um, it's really important to us that we adopt to people who are open-minded and we'll take any dog. And I was like, what the fuck? part of my language, children, earmuffs, but like, what the F you literally said, describe your dream dog. And there was even a question saying like, do you have a preference male or female? And I didn't know the answer to that question was I'll take anything. What? Like everything I teach is about, you know, being specific and asking for what you want. And you, you told, they literally said in the form, be honest. I didn't know they wanted me to be flaky and desperate and just be like, I'll take anything. I'll take anything at all. Like it's a big process. And from what I've read in reviews, like it can cost a lot of money to like bring these dogs over. So I replied back and I was like, so shocked. I was like, Hey, I'm actually really surprised by this. Like, can I ask like why? And they were again, so freaking rude to me. And I wrote, even wrote back and said, I'm shocked by this experience. Like, I can't believe how condescending your email is. And they basically told me like tough, tough luck, suck it. Like they were, I really, I really should have pulled the emails and read them too, but just know that they were awful, so mean, so rude. Um, they just said like, you're just not a good dog owner. We want people who are open-minded people that will take any dog and you can't be fixated on one kind of dog. That's not fair. And I was just like, I'm not, you literally asked like, why are the questions in there then? Like, anyway, I got super mad. So I finally, I, I decided to go to Google because I was like, misery loves company. Who else has, you know, experienced this with this company? And I Google them and I find them on Yelp and they have tons of bad Yelp reviews. And they're like all the same things. The, the people are so condescending. They shamed me. One girl said that they had, she paid the adoption fee and then they told her they needed more money. And she asked what it was for. Like, well, why do you need more money? Like I sent you the money. And then they said that she wasn't open-minded to the process. And they said they wouldn't going to, weren't going to adopt it to her anymore because she, she had, didn't trust them or something like that. And I was like, what the actual F they have the worst reviews. They are terrible. They block people. So anyway, I wrote a Yelp review and not to like slam them. I wrote a really honest review explaining my exact process 
And they emailed me and told me they were going to sue me if I didn't take it down. And their email had like a thousand exclamation marks. They were like, take down your defamatory review of us. Like, and then they sent me a picture, like a screenshot of their, of the form I filled out. And I guess, you know, in a form at the very end, there's like a disclaimer and it's like, and it's like, you, no one ever really reads the fine print. They send it to me. And it basically says that if they don't adopt to me, I can't leave a review. I was like, obviously you had to put that in there because people have had such a bad experience with you guys. So anyway, it was just, it was a nightmare. They said they were going to sue me if I didn't take it down. And then I read that that was happening to other people. Like you guys can do your own research about them, but it is not good. And what's crazy is that the owners, they all own golden retrievers and all the celebrities get golden retrievers, but any other normal Joe Schmo that goes on there has to say like, I'll take any dog. And absolutely all the dogs deserve a home, but your advertising is being a golden retriever rescue. And then if someone says, well, I would like a golden retriever, you're like, well, go to hell. Boo. You're, you are a bad person. Like that's what it felt like. So that was an adventure. And then I ended up through my Google search, reading all these terrible reviews. I found a lot of people had referred me to a foundation called Tattered Paws Golden Hearts Rescue. So I reached out to them. I filled out their form. I was still, they had the same kind of questions, which made me nervous, but I was like, I'm not going to lie. I really, you know, I do want a dog of a certain, oh, I totally remember now when I was talking to the original bunnies, buddies, you know, jerks, they, I told them like, well, I have a big dog and like, I take my dog out hiking. Like I need a big dog ideally. Um, oh, I, cause I emailed them back at first. And I said, I did say, I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like if it seemed like I would only take one kind of dog, like that's not my personality. Like I, I'll take any dog, but I, it has to be a big dog. Like I can't have a little Shih Tzu because it's not going to fit with my lifestyle. And that dog would not be happy in my home because you know, that dog's not going to want to go on the length of walk that my dog would go on. And then they told me that I wasn't open-minded to the process that I was like, being too picky. And I was like, but isn't the idea to find these dogs the best home possible? Like you want me to really tell you I'll take anything. I just can't imagine what happens in that process. If they're only giving dogs to people that are like, give me anything. Right. It's like, isn't the point of being honest that you, you pair the dogs up with people that are right fit. Anyway, I'm spending way too much time on this, but I, I was so mad about it. And this was something I didn't want to tell a lot of people about. So I didn't have at the time, a lot of people to talk to about it. So then I went through this other foundation that I found when I was in my Yelp searching, uh, called tattered paws. And I reached out to them. They had a lot of the same questions, but I stayed honest. I said, still what I was interested in. And this was about like a month or so ago it was a bit of a process and they emailed me back. They asked me some more questions. I had a phone call with someone. And then a couple weeks I had another phone call. And then from there I had like a zoom call where they like wanted to see what my place looked like and stuff like that. And this was another reason why I was trying to decide if I was going to stay where I am or if I was going to move, because I was like, I'm not going to rescue a dog and then just pick up and move to another city where I don't know anyone. And so for that reason, I really was like, you know, I do want to stay. I really do want another dog. So I did adopt a dog. I signed the papers. She is five years old. She is so freaking cute. I have not posted about this on Instagram or anything. Um, and that it's this is going to tie into the topic that I want to talk about today. But I really just, I, I feel like there's so many terrible things happening in the world right now. And 
I mean, with everything that is happening in Ukraine and there's just so much pain in the world and so much hurt and just, it's, it's awful. Like it's, it's truly, truly so awful. And I just, I guess I felt like I, this really brought me a lot of joy and I didn't want someone to take that joy away from me because we do that, right? There are people that do that. You know, you tell someone like, oh my God, I'm going on this vacation. And someone says, oh, wow, must be nice. Like that's like, that's someone's like sucking your joy out of you. And I was so excited about the dog that I didn't want someone to be like, well, isn't that going to be a bit much or whatever? Like I just was not available for it. So that's why I'm telling you here on the podcast and I haven't told anyone else anywhere else. But if you want to see a picture of her, um, send me a message on Instagram and I will send you a picture because she is so stinking cute. They ultimately decided that she would be the best match for us. And that's what I really appreciated. They gave me a list of dogs and they sent me pictures and they really talked to me about the temperament of all the dogs. And we, we really discussed the temperament of my dog because I wanted it to be a good fit, right? Especially because they don't want to send this dog to me. And then all of a sudden my dog hates it, which I mean, you could happen, but, um, she has like a temporary name, like for the sake of like her profile, I guess, but they don't, there's so many dogs there that they're not getting called their names on a regular basis and they don't know what her name is. So I am going to give her a name. I do not have any idea what to call this dog yet. I've just been referring to her as sister. Like when I talked to Bodhi, I'm like, oh, sister's coming and your sister's going to be doing this. And like, I am so excited. So she doesn't have a name yet. And I'm not really entirely sure when she's getting here. Um, basically, they said that, you know, they try to get as many dogs on a flight as possible. So this is, she's from Turkey. She is Turk, a Turkish dog. Um, I was telling my mom, I was like, she's the, I imported her. She's an import. Um, so she's from Turkey or she's an immigrant. She's immigrating to Canada. I'm just like, I'm so excited for her to have a new life. So she lived, lived in Turkey. They said that she was in a shelter for a really, really long time. She was attacked by a bunch of dogs. So she's really, really shy and really timid, which is great because Bodhi has more of like a bit of a dominant like he's more dominant, but he also like, doesn't really care if another dog is around, but if the other dog has like more energy than him and is like all over him, he doesn't love that. So I do think she's going to be a great fit. She's coming from Turkey. Her, her profile name, her name, I guess is Nelly, like Nelly Furtado, because they can't send any dogs to the States right now because of the CDC ban. So they've been sending all these dogs to Canada and they've been naming all the dogs after Canadian things. So it's actually between her and another dog named Allie for Alberta. And she was white, which if you guys followed me on Instagram before, you might remember Bodhi used to have a best friend, um, which was my, um, my ex best friend's dog. Um, and his name was Shiloh and he was white. So I was like, oh, they'd be so cute together. But then I thought maybe that would be really hard for me because that's like a whole part of my life that I am trying to you know, move on from. And that dog was also a bit older and a lot more playful. And so I did decide to take the younger dog, not to be that kind of person that goes into the the shelter and goes, I want the puppy. I didn't want a puppy. And what was great was all the dogs had lots of adoption. Um, like people had emailed in or, or filled out forms to adopt those specific dogs. So I had just gotten to the point where I got to pick. And so I picked Nellie 
And that's definitely not going to be the name we keep. But um, if you have a name ideas, please send me a DM on Instagram because I I'm like getting worried now. It's been like weeks since I have adopted her, and I'm like, what are we? What am I going to call her? So I don't know if I want to stick with B names. So I have like Bailey and Bodhi. Um, or another name I really like is Nova. I teach at a studio called Yoga Nova. Um, it's not like of like extra importance to me compared to the other places that I teach, but I did name Bodhi after a place that I ran retreats. So I like the idea of it being places that I've worked, I guess, or that like I've, I've done yoga. So Bailey or Bodhi or not Bailey, Bailey or Nova or whatever we call her. I'm open to other names, but please send me ideas if you have ideas. So that's what's going on. She'll be um, shipped, I guess. I don't know what you call it. Shipped, sent to Vancouver. And then from there, they'll try to get her on a flight to Calgary or I might have to go get her. But it's very like up in the air. And I think that's giving me a lot of anxiety because they just don't know, right? They're like, whenever they can get as many dogs on the flight, then they'll let you know. And you, you, I could have as much as like, like a couple days notice. So, but I guess people that are having a baby don't know the exact date they're having the baby. So I like to think it's like, you know, my water's just going to break one day and I'm just going to have a, another dog. So that's that. Like I said, let me know if you want me to send you a picture, send me a DM on Instagram. And then what else is going on? Um, I've been, there's more stuff that's going on that I feel like maybe I need to like wait a week to tell you guys about. There is. Let me just tell you that I have some personal life updates and I will tell you, I'll fill you in on it next week. So please come back for that. Um, I, that's about it. That's I'm on, I'm still doing 75 hard. I have two weeks left. I can't wait because I really feel like I want to go out and socialize again. And I, um, I don't want to be have like, I'm going to stick to no dairy and no gluten indefinitely, but I don't want to have to be like thinking like, is there sugar in this? Like, do you know what I mean? So I am excited to be able to not have to think so hard about what I'm eating. And I'm so done with the reading. I hate reading books. I love books. I listen to audiobooks. I just hate sitting down to read a book. I feel like I'm forcing myself to read the words. I just, it's not the way I like to absorb my content And also I really just want to go out and have a glass of wine. Like that's the big thing. Um, I did get myself some new outfits the other day, which was surreal because I haven't tried on clothes in a while, like a a while actually, even maybe like before Christmas and stuff, because I had a pretty mellow Christmas. So it wasn't like I was like buying Christmas outfits or anything, but I was so shocked when I was trying on clothes and I just realized that like, I don't, I don't actually realize how much my body has changed because I'm wearing the same things day to day. Like my pants are definitely too big on me, my yoga pants, but they're yoga pants, right? Like they're really, really stretchy. So for the most part, I don't realize how much my body's changed. And then I, when I went to try on clothes, I had gone down like three jean sizes and I was like holding the jeans in front of my face. And I was like, these are not going to fit me. And then they fit me. And I was like, Oh my, like, I couldn't believe it. It was such a shock to me. And the biggest thing, and I will do a whole podcast about the 75 hard when I'm done. But the biggest thing is you guys, is I haven't restricted myself in terms of eating food. Yes. I've restricted myself in terms of no gluten, no dairy, no sugar. I'm on paleo. So like, I can't have any grains, but I have eaten. Like if I'm feeling like I really just want to eat. I will eat. I just eat within the foods I'm allowed to eat, but I don't limit. Like I'm not like after seven o'clock, I'm not allowed to eat or anything like that. Because I think when I get into that restriction mindset, that's a bad place to be. So I've definitely been eating a lot. I've been drinking so much water. I'm seriously over it. I, the other day took the dog on a walk and had to pee in 
behind somebody's house, like in a back alley. I have peed in public so many times over the last, like however many days I've been doing this. And actually in general, it's like my thing. When I was in New York, I peed in um, one of the parks, Washington Square Park at nighttime. Like, it's just like, when, when I got to go and I got to go, but I, I took the dog on a walk one night and I literally peed outside twice. Luckily it was nighttime and I peed once, like kind of like, like in a bushy area, <laughs> like, like an open air wooded area, I guess that overlooks the city. And then I peed, then I was walking again. It was really busy, but it was dark. So I peed behind somebody's house in their alley. And I was like, can you imagine if someone saw me? And I'm just like this, like regular looking person and I'm just peeing in an alley. Like what? So that's that. 75 hard is almost over though. And I'm really excited. So I'll give you those, those good life updates next week. So definitely come back. Cause I think I'll be in a place to tell you what's up. That's how I'll keep you coming a little hook, right? Every week I'll be like, I'll sprinkle some breadcrumbs. But what I want to talk about this week is this, this is the topic we're talking about. I want to dig in and talk about <sighs> haters. Okay. I want to talk about haters. Now I certainly do not have a ton of haters, but I think that goes, that's, you know, reflective of the amount of people that follow me. Right. Like, I think that if I was a lot bigger online, I would have definitely way more haters, but I'm going to talk to you about real life haters. (laughs) I had the dumb idea the other day I was sitting on my couch and I just, all of a sudden I was like, I should read the reviews that people write about my classes because I've actually been feeling really, really good lately with my teaching. It's funny because I've been telling this to everybody. I've been saying, you know, I feel like I've really found my voice with teaching. I feel like I've really found my style. I feel like I'm not cookie cutter people pleaser. Like it's really me teaching. I'm playing the music I want to play. I'm just really teaching from my heart. It's passion. It's me. Like it's fully me. Cause I think a lot of times it's really easy as a yoga teacher or with anything else, when you see so many other people doing it and you see certain people doing it really well, it's hard not to want to copy that person. Right? So what we know about yoga is a lot of teachers are very soft-spoken and they teach very like floofy and whatever. And that's not me. And so I feel like I had really started to find my groove teaching. And so of course I was like, I bet you I'm going to have great reviews. So I started reading the reviews for my classes and there's one of my classes in particular that has been a bit of a struggle. I'm slowly, it's getting busier. It's definitely like twice as busy, actually more like three times as busy as it once was. But one of my classes, um, it's a core class and the reviews were really, really bad. Like so bad so bad that I wish I could contact those people and just let them know, like you took a whole day of my life. I mean, they didn't take it from me. I took it from myself, but I sat on my couch and cried all day about this. Like, like truly I really sat. And then, and then literally I remember thinking, I was like, is this karma? Because I left a review for the dog people. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So these reviews were about my, my core class and they were not good. One they talked a lot about how loud I spoke and how uh, this instructor has no idea how loud she is. This person, her, her voice gave me a headache. She's like shouting. This is only three reviews, but they all three said the same thing. So I was like, okay, I definitely don't have, it's first of all, it's 6am. It's a core class. 
it doesn't feel in alignment for me to wake up and teach you core from a place of like, you can do it. Okay. Go yoga. Mm, core. Like that's like, no, I'm like, I'm talking in my real voice right now. The music is cranked. I talk louder. And the funny thing is people tell me all the time how much they love it, but there was these, these comments. And one, one person wrote, this was the worst class I've ever taken in my entire life. And I was gutted. So gutted. Someone said my class, it's so fast. We didn't even do core. So right away, my ego takes over. And I want to say to them, like, you don't even know what core is. Like, what do you want to do? Sit-ups for an hour? Like core is everything. We use our core in, and the way I teach is I teach a lot of, my core classes are very focused on transition. So the way you move from one pose to the other. Other teachers focus on long holds, right? One is not bad. And that's the problem with the world, okay? And that's the, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. This is the problem with the world. This is the problem with yoga as, as well. This drives me, I mean, I'll stick to yoga because that's my wheelhouse, but this is such a problem in yoga is that we think that this is the only way to do it right? And teachers get on their high horse and they think this is the way it is. This is the way you teach the pose. This is dangerous. This is bad. This is good. And it's harmful and it's bullshit because it's different for every single body. And so I'm like, I'm like, I don't 